Hi again, I'm Dr. Rob, and this is the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. Today's topic comes from a Facebook friend named Marvin, who is actually one of my camp counselors when I was in junior high. I'm really pretty nervous about some of the stories he could tell. Marvin wanted me to talk about influenza, specifically the H1N1 variety. That's the one that's being called swine flu. And let me clear up a little confusion. First, you don't get swine flu from eating pork. Second, it's not called the Heine virus. You know, H1N1. A friend of mine actually heard someone say this. Don't call it this unless you want people laughing and pointing. This is a hot topic now. It's all over the news, and just last week, in my office, we diagnosed a bunch of people with influenza. This is very unusual for this time of year and probably represents the H1N1 virus. I think it's going to be a very busy fall. My patients have a lot of questions, and some of them are pretty scared. As I thought about this topic, I realized that there was no way I could cover it in a single podcast. So this week I'm going to cover influenza in general, and next week I'll talk specifically about the H1N1 virus and the threat it poses. Have I mentioned that this podcast is for informational purposes only? My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I'm sure I've told you that I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical conditions. I have? Oh, well, good for me. So what about the influenza virus? Should people be scared? I took a poll on Facebook about this, and many people indicated that they thought the H1N1 situation was being blown out of proportion. This doesn't totally surprise me. People have never taken the influenza virus seriously, so warnings of a worse kind of flu ring kind of hollow. It's kind of like being warned about a killer hamster. It's hard to take seriously, right? I think this is a big mistake. Influenza goes around every year causing serious illness and death. The typical influenza season runs from November to April, and each year more than 30,000 people die, and over 200,000 are hospitalized from influenza-related illnesses in the U.S. alone. Let me repeat that. Each year, over 30,000 people die in the U.S. from influenza-related illnesses. I don't think people appreciate just how sick you can get from this virus. I've heard people say, I had a case of the flu, describing an ordinary viral illness. But influenza is anything but ordinary. When I walk into the exam room of somebody with a typical case of the flu, I met with someone who looks like they've been hit by a truck. Seriously, they're usually lying on the exam table, semi-conscious, shaking and moaning. This is because of the extreme symptoms the virus can cause, including fever, which commonly goes to 103 or higher, body aches, not anything subtle, more like how you feel the morning after you've been beaten up with a baseball bat, headaches, chills and sweats, productive cough, shortness of breath, head congestion, and sore throat. Less common symptoms include nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea, and even more rarely neurologic symptoms like seizures and dramatic mental status changes can occur. It's definitely not your routine sickness, and it's hard not to see how an infection with symptoms this bad could threaten the lives of people who are frail. But influenza's real danger comes from the complications caused by both the virus itself and from bacteria infections that can take advantage of the person's weakened state. Pneumonia, which is an infection of the lungs, is the most common complication. This pneumonia can come from the virus or from a bacteria called Staph aureus, which causes a very deadly form of pneumonia in people with influenza. Influenza can also cause serious and even life-threatening complications by damaging the heart, kidneys, and central nervous system. It's a really dangerous infection. Fortunately, most people who get it don't get these complications. 
There are two main types of influenza viruses, given the very clever names, influenza A and, you guessed it, influenza B. Of the two, the bad actor is influenza A, which is the one that causes pandemics. Influenza B will still make you feel lousy and can even be lethal, but this doesn't happen nearly as much as with A. Each year we have epidemics of both A and B. People can get the infection year after year because the virus changes. There are proteins that coat the outside of the virus called antigens. Viruses with different antigens are called strains. When the antigens change enough, they can fool the immune system. The larger the change, the more the immune system is fooled and the more severe the disease. Influenza A antigens change more rapidly and dramatically than those of influenza B, which is why it's the deadlier of the two. Every fall, people have the opportunity to do something to keep from getting the flu or at least lessen its severity. And each year, far too many people pass up this opportunity. I am, of course, talking about flu shots. The yearly influenza vaccine is made based on the predictions of what virus strains will show up in the coming year. 1B and 2A strains are included in each year's vaccine. The immunization comes in two forms, a nasal spray, which contains weakened form of the virus, and an injection, which contains only killed virus. The nasal spray can be given to people between ages 2 and 49 and should be avoided by people with a weakened immune system since the virus is not killed. Everyone else should get the injection. Here's who should get the flu shot every year. Everyone 50 years and up, children from 6 months to their 19th birthday, people with chronic illnesses such as diabetes, lung, heart, and kidney disease, pregnant women, health care workers, those having contacts with infants under 6 months of age, since children this age can't get flu shots, and anyone who is around any of these other high-risk people. So you see, this pretty much includes everyone. Getting a yearly flu shot is almost never a bad idea. In fact, our office started giving them early this year. I've already had mine. Check with your doctor or health department to see if you can get yours. Now let me dispel a myth. You don't get flu from a flu shot. Many studies have shown this, but people still insist that they get the flu from the flu shot. I think this is because they don't realize how bad the actual flu is. They're probably exposed to sick people when they're at their doctor's office getting the flu shot. Doctor's offices are full of sick people, you know. And they get infected with another virus. When they get sick, they assume the flu shot did it. But they don't get the fever and body aches and symptoms that are typical of the flu. In the 15 years I've been in practice, not one of my employees who are required to get the vaccine have ever missed work because they got sick from a flu shot. If you are one of the unlucky ones who does get the flu, including the H1N1 virus, here's what you should do. Number one, stay at home. Don't go into work or school sick and spread it to others. Number two, if you're young and healthy and want to tough it out, drink lots of liquids, take Tylenol or ibuprofen for fever and aches, and get lots of rest. Number three, if you're at risk for complications, see your doctor right away, as there are antiviral medications to make your infection less severe. But these medications have to be given in the first 48 hours of the illness for them to work. Normally, these medications should be reserved for the very young, elderly, and those with chronic diseases. During this H1N1 outbreak, however, young, healthy people are actually at higher risk and so should get the antiviral medications if possible. Number four, see your doctor if for any signs of complications, including significant cough, shortness of breath, or mental status changes. And finally, number five, Never give aspirin to a child with influenza, as this is a suspected cause of the serious complication, Rye syndrome. Well, that's it for this episode. 
Tune in next time for a discussion about the H1N1 virus and the risk of pandemics. Remember, influenza is a bad infection that kills thousands each year. Take it seriously and do what you can to protect yourself and your loved ones. I hope you stay well, and I hope this podcast keeps Marvin quiet about that wedgie incident. If you have topics you want me to cover, send them to housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com or call area code 206-337-5895. You can Twitter me at housecalldoc or find me on Facebook like Marvin did. As always, I can be found on my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind, at distractible.org. Catch you next time. Stay healthy. Stay healthy.